Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. So listen, we want to help as many contractors as possible. Eric and I, it's one of our passions to help other contractors have successful businesses. So we need your help to get the word out. Uh, Do us a favor when the podcast is over, leave us a review, like, and share it with as many contractors as you know. It helps us to get the word out. Also, if you're looking for a free community to connect with other like-minded contractors, check us out on Facebook at our free Facebook group called The Contractor Profit Group. Lots of good conversations are happening over there. Or if you're looking to take your business to the next level and you want to get some, um, you know, personal experience, personal coaching, check out our paid coaching group called The Profit Club. Uh, In there, we talk about, uh, well, we talk about a lot of things, but we have weekly coaching calls, weekly training webinars, monthly calls with industry experts, and we even have some discounts on uh, some services that help you run your business. So you can find out more about The uh, Profit Club on our website at hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something. um, I see this a lot, actually, Eric, and uh, it's your business. So run it the way you want to. Exactly. Podcast is over. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And no, (laughs) listen. the the real The real thing is, it it is your business, and hopefully, you're tailoring it to be the way you want it to be, and not for the business to be running you. I mean, you, you have to remember why you went into business for the, you know, in the first place, what were your goals? What were your expectations? What were you hoping to get out of it? You know, did you think you were getting out of the grind to come in and hang out with some unicorns or were you like, now you're still going to be in the grind, but now you can kind of tailor it to be what you want it to be. Absolutely. I mean, there's that, that's one of the benefits of having your own business. The main thing I wanted to talk about tonight, today, tomorrow, yesterday, is I see a lot of contractors like bending over backwards for their customers, you know, running out there doing free estimates. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. I know you've seen it too. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with bending over backwards for your customers. Let me just say that. But let's not get, let's not get ran over by your customers. There's a difference. I guess that's semantics. Potatoes, potatoes. No, no, I mean, no, to, no. to me, bending no, over no, no. it. Yes. I provide excellent service to my customers. I don't bend over for them. Well, when you want to go above and beyond, you want to try and exceed expectations, then you're really going out of your way for the customer. But, you know, if you're doing it under your terms, the way you want it to be done, there's different than being ran around by the customer. Yeah. I mean, again, it's semantics. It's just way of different ways. I don't, I don't consider that bending over. I mean, that's, that's just me and how I say it. But, I mean, it's same, we're saying the same thing. Um, you don't want to get ran over. You don't want to be a doormat for your customer. You don't want to be taken advantage of by your customer. Uh, and I see this a lot. Uh, it's, it's actually one of the things that I look for when I hire people because some, some employees, some you know people in the trades, and it isn't any, any industry for that matter, they're people pleasers. 
right? Which by itself is not a, that's not a bad thing to have. To be a people pleaser is not a bad thing. But if you have an employee who's like, always wants to go the extra mile, always wants to make sure that, you know, the customer is happy. It turns into the situation where the customer can take advantage of it. Well, Eric, while you're here, um, would you mind, you know, fixing our door too? It's been sticking. And if you don't mind too, you know, our, our, uh, our shower head's been leaking a little bit. Do you mind taking a look at that too while you're here? And then, then before you know it, you know, you're spending an hour, two extra hours, on a job site doing all these little things that you're not billing for it was never in the original contract whatever it might be but because you're trying you or your employees are trying to people please trying to um you know get raked over the coals and you think that's what good customer service is that's what i'm talking about sure enough no one wants to get taken advantage of and and some people are pushovers and they get taken advantage of or or others can just like doesn't bother them it's the people that it's, it's when you get with a client that wants to press and wants to push. And if you are a pushover, it's a, it's a bad scenario. So, I mean, I don't, I don't imagine, I don't imagine anyone can push you around, you know, like your personality, you're like, nope, not in the contract. Shut up. Oh, but I'm really going to make this perfect for you. <laughs> you know, get out of my face. I'm doing my contract. <laughs> Well, that's a good point. And I, I I don't have a problem with this because of that. For those of you that don't know, I'm 6'5", I weigh about 230, former Marine, um, very high D personality, very direct. I'm not the type of person that comes off as somebody that you're typically going to take advantage of. I mean, have I had customers, you know, not pay their bills? Sure. But, to, you know, as far as like getting extra free things and complaining about this or you know, saying, I'm not going to pay you until you do this or fix that. Like that stuff generally doesn't happen. Like almost never. I, I see all the time though in, in groups where it's like, I saw one the other day where a contractor was like, hey, we did this job. The customer wanted to provide the faucet and we installed the faucet and then it leaked and then because it leaked, it damaged the cabinet and the floor and they had, they called another plumber out and they did all this work and they had to have mold and water damage and blah, blah, blah. And it was going to be like $2,500 to fix everything. And they wanted me to pay, they wanted me to pay for it. And I'm just like, how did you even get in that situation? The first thing is you should have never installed their, their, it was a used faucet. It wasn't even like the one they provided. It was literally a used faucet. Maybe it was an antique heirloom. In this case, it wasn't. But still, that there's no warranty on that. You know what I mean? If you if I provide you with a used faucet and you install it and it leaks, that's that's not a warranty you're going to claim. Like you're not going to come fix that for free. And not only did they not even call them and say, "Hey, this faucet's leaking, it's damaged," they just went and had everything fixed and then called the cust the contractor and said, "Oh, here's a twenty five hundred dollar bill. We expect you to pay it." Look, here, let, let's. I want to take a different twist to the this whole. Um, approach to it's your business. Look, I mean, I guess it depends on the size of the business that you're at right now, but I would like to think that a lot of the people that are listening to the podcast are maybe just getting started. I know there's a lot of craftsmen turning, turning businessmen and they're kind of, you know, coming up in the business. And so they're looking for our podcast as some support to that. So you should be able to, in your smaller company to, say, I don't work Mondays. I only work Sundays till noon. 
I take every other Wednesday off. I don't work holidays. Like you should set it up the way you want it to be set up. This is your business. You can set, you can set some parameters of this. I don't give out my personal cell number. I don't, you know, or I do, or however you want it to roll, you know, you should be able to set things up in that regard and then, then build your business on that premise. And as you hire employees, then hopefully you hire an employee that can run the Mondays and the Saturdays that you don't work and the, you know, be on call for holidays or what, whatever. So you can, you can do what you want to do in the business, your own, your own style of what you want to do, how, how you want to mold your life. Yeah. I mean, that, that's part of it. I mean, you got to it quicker than where I was going to, but yeah, that it's your business to do whatever you want. If you uh, don't want to work for a specific customer, guess what? You don't have to. It's your business. It's your business. <laughs> if you don't want to, uh, you know, pay taxes, it's your business. I mean, <laughs> it's your business. There's lots of things that you can do, and I, I think I think that the main reason I wanted to have this podcast was because I see contractors getting railroaded by customers because they think that that's what they have to do in their business, and. Do you need to provide good service? Absolutely. Do you need to do good work and stand behind your work? Absolutely. That's not, we're not debating that, right? But you need to be able to understand that there's boundaries. I, I don't answer the phone after 5 p.m. I don't answer the phone uh, on the weekends. I don't give out my personal cell phone number. I get mad whenever my friends or other people that are like subcontractors or whatever run into somebody and they give out my personal cell phone. I'll call them up. It's like, Hey man, Eric, I appreciate, I really appreciate these, the referrals, man. Can you do me a favor and just give them my office number instead of my cell phone? And they usually go, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. And then they, they don't do it and they forget and do it again. But my point is I go out of my way to protect my time. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not, it's not the customer's time. Just because they gave me, you know, they gave me a $30,000 job does not mean that I'm at their becking call. Doesn't mean that I, you know, just because um, there's a, the, you know, the guys left a little piece of trash on the floor when they got done at the end of the day that you should be calling me at eight o'clock at night and complaining about it. Like, that's not important. That's not an emergency. You know what I'm saying? Like all these things you have to set up and establish in your business so that you're not being taken advantage of by subcontractors, vendors, customers, whoever it is. It's on you. It's your business. I typically will. I mean, when I'm in Southern California, you probably don't even have this problem in Indiana, but we have crazy, crazy traffic around the holidays. Like some a commute that might take you 45 minutes normally might take three, four hours on a holiday weekend. Like it's crazy. So I just... I will not work out of town. I tailor all my, all my holidays are all booked out on my calendar. And I know that I will not be or have my crew anywhere near any of those crazy freeways on a, on a holiday weekend, on a Friday or coming back on a Monday. You know why? I'm going to guess because it takes too long. Because it's my business. <laughs> I can do what I want. I just, I just don't do that. You know, I just, I schedule it that way. It's my business. I've, I've done it for 25 years. That, that I mean, the traffic's always been that way. That's how I've tailored. That's one of the little nuances of the way I run my business. Just, I just, it's a non-negotiable. Yeah, another thing I do in my business, Eric, is I don't do free estimates. Can you? I mean, 
Can you imagine that? Well, it's your business. Exactly. I mean, of course, charging for your time and your consultations is paramount for me as well. I, you know, there's so many aspects of this. Uh, employees, we've talked about in the last podcast about employees not showing up. I mean, dude, you're not you're not slave to your employees. It's your business. You know what I'm saying? Just because your employee may not like it, I have a I have a, a new, fairly new employee. It's a it's a painter. I hired her um, about I don't know five weeks ago. She's a rock star, and um, because we do a lot of different things, I mean, I hired her to paint. That's it. But because it's a new service that we're offering, I, you know, I don't have the schedule booked out for months, and uh, we're doing a job. And I was like, hey, I tomorrow I need you to go by, and um, I had her today go by and put some mud, uh, last coat of mud on a little tiny bathroom we're doing. And then tomorrow it's got to get sanded out. And I was like, hey, I know you don't like drywall and sanding, but I need you to go sand this drywall tomorrow. And she's like, well, well, yeah, I hate sanding, but, you know, it's part of the job. My point is, just because you have employees that maybe don't want to do things doesn't mean that you, you know, you, you can't make them do it. Now, she was kind of teasing a little bit, but, I mean, there are people out there. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get on a ladder. You got to get somebody else to do it. Okay, okay, boss. I'll I'll uh, I'll do whatever you need. Just don't just don't quit. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll go up in the ladder for you. I don't play that shit. You know, I, I'm a high I personality, but D is my close close second. So I go high D on that real quick. Homie, don't play. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like, there's. I mean, some people will though. Some some contractors get get the runaround. That's a that's a terrible spot to be in where you know you have to comply to childish and unreasonable things out of your employees. Yeah, the most the most thing I see it though is with customers. You know, it's uh, and here, here's the thing, guys. If you're listening, customers don't go to customer school. Let me say that again. Customers don't go to customer school. They don't know how you run your business. They assume that everyone, because they've hired three other contractors, that everyone does it the same way, right? It's your job as a contractor to educate your customers on how you run your business. You know why that is, Eric? It's my business. Exactly. It's how you do things. There is no industry standard on how you do estimates. There's no industry standard on you know, how much you charge for your labor. Like that doesn't exist. It really doesn't. There's so many factors um, on that. Yeah, there are books. I have a book here on my shelf. It's the, uh, the repair and remodeling estimator. And they give you, you know, the average time it takes to, you know, for a carpenter and an and a apprentice to install a door and all that stuff. And it gives you national averages, but that's a bunch of bull crap. Yeah. I'm not down for, I mean, it's good for like time if you need to know how long it takes to do something. But as far as cost and all that, it's not your your customer is not in charge. Um, this is a this is a mutual agreement, right? You go to the dentist to get a cavity filled. It's a mutual agreement. He's the expert in filling cavities. You have the money and the need, right? It's a mutual agreement. If a customer hires you. You're the expert in doing X. 
they have the money and they need you. It's a mutual agreement. You're not their slave. You're not, it's not your job to bend over uh, and get raked over the coals because they're not happy. You know, you told them you were going to build an, a, an eight foot pond and the pond came out to seven foot, you know, 10 inches. And they're like, no, you said eight foot. I want an eight foot pond. You got to tear it out and redo it. Well, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to make that pond eight foot. So, but the, that, so for me, that is, I take those things very seriously, measurements and depths and all that stuff. And I train my, my team to, to live by those numbers. So that can't happen. And I communicate better with my customers. And I, I mean, I've worked really hard over that. I mean, you know that you and I've worked together for what, 18 months now on communication skills, like really working at it. So we don't have those kind of scenarios. Right. So I don't know if that's a great example, but um, I'm just trying to make it more relatable for everyone else. Well, the, what I'm saying is you don't have to tear out the entire pond to read to do that. Like you can, mm-hmm. if, if, if something like that were to happen and you screwed up, your team screwed up, whatever, and the customer's not happy, it's not, they're not automatically in charge and you're at, you have to fix everything to the, to their liking or you can't get paid. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like you, if it, it you know, you can go in there and, and make the pond three or four inches bigger without tearing the whole thing out. So, this is funny because I remember I did, um, this was probably, I don't know, 16 or 17 years ago. I did a, a project for a client, a great client. They're still my client to today. We've done, we've remodeled this original pond that I told you about. We built a pond for him. The contract stated the pond would be 24 inches depth. Uh, the pond was completed. My crew was out there. I did the layout left, did my other stuff. And when I got back, the pond was only 18 inches deep. And I was not happy, clearly, right? And so I was like questioning the foreman. It's my fault, clearly, right? It's my business. That's a shameless plug for our last podcast. But, you know, the client was unhappy too. Well, guess what? I ripped that freaking pond out and I, I re- we redid it because, you know, it was my fault. It wasn't a contract. And I feel like that was requested by the client. It was an agreement. I said, I'd do it. I did it. On Conversely, I did another project where, you know, I, I said the, the pond would be, you know, like 20 feet across, right? And the, and the client was a crazy client. We all get them sometimes. And he was complaining how the, the pond wasn't the right size. It was too small. He paid for more. And like literally had my contract out. And he's like, this pond's not 20 feet across. It said it was going to be 20 feet across. And I was like, okay. So I get the tape measure out. I measured it across. It was 21 feet across. I'm like, well, it looks like you got a little bit extra and I didn't even charge you extra. So what, what else is wrong? What else can I look at? You know, but he was really trying to rake me over the coals and I didn't let him take advantage of me, but my contract that the pond was too shallow, I redid it, you know? So there's a difference between integrity, discipline, and, knowing when someone's really trying to take advantage of you and, and putting your foot in the sand, putting the line in the sand and not being raked over the coals like you talked about. Yeah, those are two different, I mean, those are two different scenarios. Like the first one, yeah. I would agree with you. I mean, if, you know, yeah, that was like a major error, right? Because I don't know much about ponds, but the depth has, you know, has a lot to do with the temperature and all that stuff for the fish. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm with you on that one. 
the second one, that's that's a kind of a good example, even though it wasn't smaller, but it was an example where he may have known that it wasn't, you know, maybe he just thought it wasn't 20 foot or maybe he knew it, but they're just trying to like get money off. He was. Well, cause because even after I even after I showed him the ponos, the dimensions or bigger than what we agreed upon, he still was grinding me to try and, you know, get something out of me. I'm like, well, I don't understand what you're complaining about. This is everything that we we talked about, everything that we communicated about. But he was really trying to push me and I just put my put my foot down and said, No, this is well, we're done. And that's my point. Like other contractors would have kept going. Oh, well, I want you to be happy. You know, yes, it's 21 foot. We gave you an extra foot all the way across, but you're still not happy. Yeah. So what else can I do for you? Let me get you some free fish. Yeah. Let me get you some free plants. Exactly. Let me start servicing for free. Let me do. Yeah, that, that's what I'm That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, become a doormat because it's like, oh, I got to make the customer happy. I got to make, I got to make the customer happy at all costs. I would challenge you, some of the contractors to be like, is this your business or is this your job? Are you running this business like it's a job or are you running your business like a business? I mean, are you a businessman or are you still a craftsman that you made yourself your own job? You're running around trying to make a living, getting your ass kicked, running like a business. You know why? Because it's your business. I got a story. This is one of my, this is probably the worst customer as far as getting ripped off because she never paid her bill, uh, which is unfortunate because it was a recommendation from uh, a friend of mine who is in charge of the local Make-A-Wish chapter and their daughter was a wish child and they needed some work done. And so I agreed to do it at a discounted rate to help them out because they didn't have very much money. And it was a shower. The shower was installed. The plumbing was already done. Like it was already halfway done. I don't know if they did it themselves or a contractor did it. And left. I don't remember the situation, but it was like halfway installed. I had to finish the job. So I finished the job. It wasn't a very big job, but it was like $2,400. And uh, they never paid it, right? Never paid any of it. And then about four months later, I get a call from her. And she's like, hey, this shower is leaking. I need you to come back out and fix it. Well, I didn't put the shower in. Like it, that part was already done. Um, and I said... Well, unfortunately, because you didn't pay your bill, there is no warranty. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. Do you think do you think other people would be like, "Oh, it, I got to go fix it because what if there's water damage? I'm at risk. I don't want to I don't want a lawsuit." You know, they there's that panic mode right there. Well, I think a lot of contractors would have been like, "Oh, uh, well, I mean, if you yeah, maybe if I go out and fix it, they'll pay their bill." Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll come out there. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And I you know, I'm not like bragging about it. I I don't like the fact that it was leaking. It wasn't it wasn't that part was not anything we touched. Obviously though, because we touched the bathroom, it kind of is our responsibility if you understand what I'm saying. Um but we didn't do that part of the job. But anyways, uh no, I don't like the fact that her bathroom was leaking and that it didn't get done and that I didn't get paid. But I'm not going to bend over backwards. I already lost the money. It was already wrote off in my mind. You know what I mean? And I wasn't going to take her to court. It's not worth it. That that type of negative energy is not worth going to court for $2,400. It's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. And it did hurt at the time, but it wasn't going to be worth my effort. And so at that point, I was like, I'm done with it. You know, and I, I let it go.
she could have like pressed the issue. I could have felt bad, like I had to go out there and take care of it. But it it again, it's my business. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna do things like that. Well, part of the takeaway here is is the audacity that some people will that have, you know, the audacity that they might have and the, the level that they'll stoop to, you know, to not pay you and then ask you to come out and fix something. I mean, I have stories like that too that are just outrageous. I don't even want to go there. I'll just, my blood will start boiling. And I don't know that it has any relevance or value to, um, you know, where we're headed in this podcast for me to go that way. But, um, you know, you said something earlier, like customers don't go to customer school to, you know, to know how to act and talk to contractors. And and I think it's important that we bring back up that most contractors don't go to contractor school. They don't they don't learn how to you know talk to people correctly with communications and understand how to have a conversation you know an awkward conversation and just have it. And they don't they don't know how to do that. And I think that can't be overlooked. Well, part of of you know it's your business is learning how to talk to customers, right? This this all ties in together, like all these things that we're talking about in all these podcasts. They all tie together into one big machine. Each podcast is like a cog in the machine, right? Your machine of the contracting business. And if you don't if you don't know how to talk to customers, then you can get taken advantage of. You know what I mean? If you don't have strong clauses in your contract you can get taken advantage of. If you don't do good work, you can get taken advantage of. I mean, all these things tie in 100%. Well, it goes back to, to the, you know, the contractors, they don't go to contracting school. They're just a good carpenter and they work for someone else. They think they can do it better. They want to start their own thing. They're doing a lot of side work. They have some money saved up. Boom, I'm going to start my own business. But they don't really start their business. They just start doing jobs and and the business aspect of it kind of just happens it doesn't it's not really thoughtful and so you know i would encourage any of the listeners to take a step back and just ask yourself i mean did did you create your own job like you have your own job or did you create a business something that's lasting something that's building a brand something that you could sell are you have you thought about that it's your business and treat it like one. Don't treat it like a job. Treat it like a business. Yeah, it's your business. Don't uh, let someone else tell you how to run it for you. Don't let your customers tell you how to run your business. Don't let your employees tell you how to run your business. Don't let your subcontractors tell you how to run your business. I mean, are there certain things that you know are kind of unspoken and expected? Sure. Uh, you know, there's a certain level of customer service. And don't get me wrong here. Uh, Eric and I both are very passionate about our business. We're very passionate about providing excellent service. So, you know, we're not cutting corners. We're not doing shady stuff. We, I mean, I would argue that we're the best contractor in our town, like hands down, as far as quality and work that we do, I would argue that. But I also am not a doormat and I don't let my customers take care, you know, take advantage of me. 100%. So I don't have anything else to add to this unless you do. Why don't you uh, take us out of here? All right, people, we want you to share this with uh, some like-minded contractors. Uh, I, we know contractors hang out with contractors, and we're all dealing with our same problems, and we're all looking to win. So again, uh, share this podcast with uh, some of your favorite contractors, make the world a better place. We appreciate your time, and we always uh, look forward to recording this 
we're recording you know once a week dropping once a week and uh, we really look forward to it it's one of our non-negotiables uh, when, when Brad and I are doing our stuff so anyways hit that subscribe button send us a review smash the five star and uh, look forward to it next week I'll catch you on the next download